Welcome to the Evolve Podcast, a podcast about disrupting your life to spark new evolution. Evolve your body, evolve your mind, evolve your soul, and evolve your tribe. And now it's time to disrupt. And we are live with the man who ate, what did you eat this morning? Sprouted eggs? Sprouted eggs. Thank six you. Six minute coffee. <laughs> six minute. What is six minute coffee? Yes. Oh, I don't even know what that is. You let it steep for six minutes. Oh, there you go. That sounds mm. gross. In the French press. Oh. In the French press. Oh. Yes, of course. Well, we're excited to have uh, our two amazing guests with us, uh, the hosts of the Yeah podcast. Oh, that's us. Right? <laughs> hey, that's us. Yeah. <laughs> I love your voice. He has the best voice. He really does. And it's great to not only hear the voice, which I've heard the voice many times, but I have not seen you guys in person for such a long time. It's been way too long, right? Yeah, way too long. Way too long. Since like 1922? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're that old. Except John is like 105 years old, and he looks like he's... I was going to say 10 years old, but you do have a gray beard now, so maybe we'll call you 15. Okay. <laughs> right i can pass it's all about the sprouted yeah. eggs and the six minute coffee what did you really have for breakfast this morning when you woke up at like midnight <laughs> so first breakfast is uh a protein shake oh that's right you do that before you go to the gym yeah right? so it's just it, that's it just a protein shake oh, mm -hmm. that sounds boring what's second breakfast so second breakfast is the soft boiled eggs okay on sprouted toast it's not sprouted eggs? No. Where'd the six minutes come from? It takes you six minutes to eat it? It's a six-minute soft-boiled egg. Oh, thank you. Okay. <laughs> Abby, did you have six-minute coffee for breakfast this morning? I had beans and brews. Oh, there you go. Maybe it was sitting there for six minutes. Maybe. You wait for it. It took that long yeah. to make it. Do they spell your name right when you go get no. your coffee? How do they spell your name? A-B-B-Y or A-B-B-I. Oh, uh, you get an I. Do they ever throw an E in there with no. like a weird random? Never. They yeah. never do it right. Not yeah. like a double E at the end? <laughs> Ooh, I like that one. No, I've seen A-B-I, A-B-Y. A-B-I? A-B-B-Y is the main. Like, Mom, why didn't you just do A-B-B-Y? She wanted to make your life more difficult. Well, she, yeah. <laughs> I feel that. She pain. likes the Beatles album. Oh, oh, there you go. Oh, Abby Rook. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. You, that's Beatles how is her, yeah. you know, her time. Yeah. Abby, do, so were the, were the rest of your siblings named after Beatles albums? <laughs> no. I didn't think so. Sergeant Pepper. But we all have yes. A's. Yeah. We all have A's as our first name. That's, that's right. I was going to say, I know Amelia, but I don't know a Beatles song that is <laughs> Amelia. No. Yeah. So there's no Amelia Road or <laughs> Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Amelia? <laughs> Just... Hey, the book Amelia Bedelia. Oh, I like that. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. She never liked her name, though. She's like, why did you name me that? Oh, she can always change it. She's an adult now. True. You tell her I said that. I will. Don't tell her I told her to. Just, you know, that she has my permission to if she would like to. <laughs> Well, and with that, folks, we want to welcome you to another episode of the Evolve Podcast. Uh, my co-host, uh, W. Milos Riley, is out tonight, but we are—we have a special co-host tonight. And if you're watching the video version of this, uh, it is not an illusion. Traven is actually 10 feet tall, and he's like 7'8", while he's sitting here. Uh, but Traven, 
Raven. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. It was a blast to be here. Yeah. Now, we have the god of audio video in the Udo studio, the man behind the curtain making the magic happen, our very own Thor, Jake Thorup. And coming to you live from the studio in Udo in the mountains of Utah, I am Steve Cutler. We are joined today by John Cottrell and Abby Daw. Hello. Welcome. I thought about pulling Schmabbergill. <laughs> I knew it. Schmabbergill. I'm not sure how many names I came up with Abber, for you. Yeah. Yeah. Slabby Babby Abby. <laughs> yeah. Like I just I needed to come up with different names every, every time, time I say. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'm excited to have both of you here. Abby Da and John Cottrell have both been on the podcast before, but not together. That's right. So Thanks for joining us for the first live video podcast that we're doing with the two of you here. Yes, it's fun. So, John, tell the uh, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Oh boy, let's see. I am originally from Oakland, California, Mm -hmm. and I I'm saying "Mm -hmm," as if I'm confirming what you're saying is correct. I'm not sure why I did that. (laughs) Validate you. Validate. Thank you for the validation. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. That is correct, John. You are from Oakland. Do I get a point for that? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I love Yetis, by the way. Thank you. That's my new name. Yeti. The Yeti. Maybe we'll get Yeti as a sponsor. (laughs) So I uh, studied psychology there, and but I came to Salt Lake City to do my internship for psychology with the intention of going back to California and just kind of doing my life and career there. But I ended up staying in Salt Lake City, and my life changed. Now, did you do so? Did you do your PhD in California, or did you come here? I did it in California. Okay. But I came to Salt Lake, came to Utah to do my internship. I got you. For okay. my for my schooling. And it was just a one year gig. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I just I was gonna I rented my apartment, rented all my furniture with the intention of I'm gonna leave it all and go back home and finish up school. So when did the ultimate change happen? Because at a certain point you changed your email address to ski utah john right or something of the sort which to me that means you're fully committed to being in utah when you change your email address to something like that well that came about um i was you know i do you I, even ski i i used to i haven't skied in years i have okay. to be honest i haven't skied in years but there was a group of friends and we did all ski together okay and this is when for you folks out there who can relate to this, this is when like emails are like brand new and you can actually personalize them. This is when you had to like dial up and you're like, oh, crap, oh, yeah. I lost the connection. Exactly. Yeah. But when you first got an email address, it was assigned to you and it was just a bunch of letters and numbers. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And so, you couldn't really change very much. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. And you just had that thing, right? And so. A friend of mine, and we were, as it was a group of friends, and this is when you can personalize your email address and said, so We should all get the same email address mm-hmm. or very similar. So it was Ski Utah and then our name. Oh. Ah, nice. so, we, so we all had that. So I tried to get Ski Utah, John, and you already had it. <laughs> yeah, so mine. Thanks, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and Abby Daw, tell the uh, listeners about you. Well, I mean, I'm the best. Yes. There's no doubt about that. You are one of the most dynamic, amazing people we all know. Uh, 
I'm and John I'm, is gently drinking his San Pellegrino. We're going to try and get them as a sponsor, by the way, that he's holding that. It's this blood, place. blood orange and mm. black raspberry. It's quite good. Nobody makes mm. me bleed my own blood. <laughs> so Abby Dye is the best. I have a lot of nicknames in my life. And I, I, I think I gave you like <laughs> 70 of them. of them. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I, I come from a big family of five and I grew up here in Salt Lake. Well, Draper. And then I moved to Salt Lake mm -hmm. and yeah, I would say I'm like the black sheep of my fam. Just kind of went on a different path. I'm black too. <laughs> <laughs> you totally are. You are? We're, 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 close. We're, we're very close. When did that happen, John? <laughs> Should we talk about that? We can really disrupt the system, can't we? <laughs> That's why we're here. That's why we're here. <laughs> we were doing. We had an episode a couple of uh, or a few weeks ago with uh, Jason Hewlett. I don't know if you guys know who he is, but he was doing. Uh, he does musical impersonations. He's a phenomenal singer. He started singing. Um, louis armstrong oh my god and miles my co-host jumps in and says did you just do black voice as if that's a thing like black face and we all died <laughs> laughing so anyway that's a new thing john let's see thanks for coming out and telling us that you're black we didn't know that for, i'm gay for the listening <laughs> for our listening audience for the listening audience yes. john is black and abby is gay, I'm gay. Yeah. yeah there you go oh i just told everyone <laughs> this is abby's coming out except you What's did it a day? long time ago yeah i did we need to write it down and you kind of did it on the last podcast yeah. i did yeah good that story's been told um yeah so I've, I've been an athlete a lot of my life but then turned yogi yeah you used to ride a lot of bikes right i mean you were you did just about every met. sport but uh you were yeah you were uh i think i met you while you were wearing <laughs> spandex yeah yeah yelling at people in a, in a cycle room. class and yeah. i loved it and then met well i met john there too mm-hmm and in then the, in we the spin decided room. to leave. <laughs> yeah. You guys were there for a while, and then you left. Thanks. Yeah. Namaste, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have a daughter, too. That's, that about sums me up. But, yeah. Yeah. And you have a podcast called... The Yeah. The Yeah, yeah Podcast. Tell us a little bit about your podcast. Well, it, it, was, it was out of the, this Zoom era, you know, of 2020 when yes. everything went to Zoom, right? Right. And so our, our group of yoga teachers, you know, when things really shifted for us, we, we wanted to stay together, right? We wanted to stay close together. So we just said, let's just get on Zoom and just see what's going to happen next for us. And you guys really shifted to a lot of Zoom teaching at that point, right? We, yeah. yeah, we were starting to. We were okay. starting to. We were doing some Facebook Live stuff before our studio ended up, oh my gosh. you know, fully <laughs> closed. And um, but we wanted to stick together, so Zoom was the outlet. But but take over, Abby, because I think it was really your idea. Yeah, I invited everyone, and then I disinvited everyone, and invited John. <laughs> <laughs> I quietly like said, John, let's just do it, me and you. Well, Abby's like, hey, hey, everybody, this is a great idea, and never mind. And then it was just like, we didn't reach out to everyone. You remembered yes. that you don't like people. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I don't. Good. Me too. No. But it came about because, you know, here we were, you know, on this Zoom thing, and it was just, you know, it was supposed to be kind of business oriented, and, and it wasn't always because we're just characters. And, 
and it was like a just a, wait a minute you're black and you're a character and and i'm a character thank you and yeah. it was just like a, a bad reality show and abby like <laughs> abby gets in the in, in my dms in, in zoom yeah and said she said we should do a podcast yeah <laughs> and i think you did put it out there and people were like yeah haha, you know yeah. <laughs> kind of a thing but we just did it but abby said no we should really do this like yeah we should really do this yeah. <laughs> and so we did that's awesome and uh invited a, another good friend of ours who lives in nashville uh kate lindsley and it's just it's it's kind of a, a podcast about nothing kind of like seinfeld yeah you know yeah but that's part of what makes it funny and in entertaining is you yeah. guys don't take yourself too seriously no. i think it, what what's the tagline that's it is that's it? it yeah, yeah that <laughs> is. that's it i think oh. it is yeah yeah, yeah. and we call it yeah because sean, um john and i would be like just walking like through the studio at centered city and we'd be like yeah 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 because <laughs> we would just see something random and that was our little inside line yeah just, yeah. yeah so if you see something stupid yeah it's yeah yeah <laughs> Is that like, why you said yeah anyway, to me when you walked kinda in? Kind of like anyway. Yeah. Oh, hey, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Namaste to you. <laughs> well, so yeah. you've been doing the podcast for a few months. You're on a hiatus right now, but right. Uh, yeah. having a great time. Talk it's, talk a little bit about what you guys talk about. It's it's fun. You know. You know. It's the podcast that doesn't take life too seriously. So that's our mm -hmm. that's our tagline. And sometimes it will be kind of a, a serious topic, like what we've talked about you know, evolving. We've talked about um, um, what cooking. make cooking, but then we'll come up with just kind of silly things like we have a, we have a funny uh, uh, episode where we just do, it's, it's just random. Mm -hmm. It's like a game show okay. where we just just oh, kind of rapid fire. rapid fire questioning. Like you come up with the questions and then you yeah. get yeah. just get to know us. Yeah, get to know us kind of a thing. And so and they're just fun and just make us laugh. We talk about music, burgers, coffee, eras, eras mm -hmm. and and just anything, any anything Oprah. on this back. Oh, always Oprah, always Oprah. <laughs> I think you two are obsessed with Oprah. We is both Kate, are going to be on her soul, super soul one day. Yeah, is, we are. Is Kate as obsessed with Oprah as no. you two are? I don't think so. I hear you guys talk about Oprah all the time. Because <laughs> because we know her. Yeah. <laughs> he has soul. Pete with her. Like, uh, he just got home from Thanksgiving hanging out. I did, out. yeah, yeah. You and Oprah. Yeah, yeah. and Gail came over. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on her podcast in a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. Good, good. Yeah, well, just you, watch out for it. So, Abby, you actually have had something really cool happen recently. Yeah, although it's oh. not Oprah, right? Yeah. You just yeah. got chosen to be a part of uh, something big that we talked about a few months ago that you were prepping for. Oh yeah. So tell our listeners the about Facebook audio. Uh, yeah. Room? That person? No. So you called me up and you said, "Hey, I've got this oh, really cool thing." The speaking. I'm trying to set you up here. <laughs> Yeah. I uh, give me uh, $200. <laughs> Sorry. Abby. Okay. So you got uh, so tell our listeners about uh why you're so badass. Like what what this speaking thing? What is oh. it that made you so cool? So I I there was I'm working on a book right now and i'm working with a really amazing mentor who actually has a few books on the new york times bestseller list and she is affiliated with a woman out of new york city who has worked for every 
publishing company, major publishing companies. And so she went and branched off and started her own like medium sized. And she does this talent search where she um, looks for new talent speakers, people she wants to put on her radio show, write for her column, blah, blah, blah. Reconnect with other people. So she had she had this coming out and I was like, I'm gonna go ahead and just audition for that and see what happens. And so I called you, Steve, and said, give me some tips. And you mm -hmm. gave me amazing tips, by the way, actually, which is why I think I got it. Yeah, it's all me, right? No, you 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 told me some really important things, and so yeah, I ended up winning the contest. Yeah, congratulations! And now I am in a book that's being launched March first. So it's March called 1st. March first. I'm awesome. even recording my chapter, and it's called "Step Into Your Brilliant Purpose." There you go! Wow, that's there awesome. Way to yeah. go, Abby Daw. Yeah, published author. because of you. Yeah. Well, no. Not yeah. because of me. You and I just talked, and I uh, told you to just be your brilliant self. You told me you to it. add, because I said, how do I put this together? I don't know what to say. You're like, well, you know how you played music and cycling, and they were amazing, beautiful playlists. He's, he's like, just write it like that. I'm mm. like, I, I understand that way. Yeah. So I did. It's a funny thing in life. Oftentimes, we don't under we don't really recognize where our brilliance is or how to get into that brilliant state yeah. when we shift from one thing to the next. One of the things I always saw in you is you would bring this brilliance where people would connect with you, um, and like people would literally get pissed off if they could not get in your class. <laughs> I can't tell you the number of times it's like, oh, well, you need more classes for Abby because people would be so mad that they there were not enough bikes, or yeah. they would ask if we could extend the studio or move the studio somewhere bigger yeah. so that they could come in Those there days. and uh you know that was uh, you you put a lot of time a lot of heart into it your I playlists know. were a work of art that you would put together and then the way that you would string all of that together with the motivational thoughts and you would speak from the heart i mean it was tony tony robbins on steroids <laughs> In a cycle class. I, I, I feel like that was a good peak of my life. It was... It's all been downhill <laughs> from there, right? <laughs> Slowly. Yeah. Just kidding. No, it's elevated. It's, it's elevated. Like, I, I kind of went... I, I went up, down, up, down. But isn't that how life is? Exactly. Right? I was yeah. going to say that. I mean, isn't that how it's supposed to go? I mean, if we didn't have those disruptions of just these dips in turns and whatnot, you know, life would just be just this boring highway, right? But, yeah. you know, but because we've had, you know, I know you've had them, I've had them, it, these, these, Dark these, nights. These dark nights, exactly. Dark evenings. Right? Where, where okay, something's got to go. Something's got to shift. I got to do something else here. Totally. Or, you know, get back on track somehow. And and and, and then what, she, and what, what Abby does is when she does it for herself, then she has a way of communicating it and teaching it to other people. Yeah, right. And that's Thanks, that's that's her, that's her magic. Well, and you do it in a way I think that people can really relate to. But I want to go on that topic a little bit more. You know, oftentimes people will get into this uh, where they're stuck in a rut. They're doing the same thing over and over and over again. And it's, it's kind of like the way I liken it to is if you meet somebody who speaks a different language and you go up and you're talking to them and they don't know what the hell you're saying. And so what do you typically do? You talk louder so that they can understand you in that same language. And it's like, no, don't. Don't do that. Yeah. That doesn't work. But 
we do that way too often and instead of disrupting and creating something that's new so abby talk a little bit about when you feel like you're getting stuck or when you're in that uh, dark night time what do you do to disrupt what does that look like well i was doing pretty good when everyone else wasn't in 2020 i actually feel like i was like super hero powers like every day but i'm actually i'm glad you asked this question because i think i'm coming out of my darkest night mm. um because at the beginning of 2021 i had a word and it was joy okay and be careful what you wish for because you're gonna get it but it's not gonna come the way you think it's gonna come and so i the last seven months for me have been a lot of like unattaching mm. and just a couple weeks ago i'm like i i feel like i just let go of a trapeze and i i don't know how to go like where's the other end and i was someone like me who's really motivated it was like what am i i'm not motivated right now mm. and what i did was i allowed myself to just go have fun and bring new energy and because i kind of found that i was doing the same thing every day and i noticed that i needed to have like a thought or like pattern interrupt like go mm -hmm. do something different and i feel like when you do that in that moment it kind of just like switches things inside of you and then i kind of i gone out i went outside a lot like i went to nature mm -hmm. and just like i got grounded again yeah and that for me was what worked this time and then as soon as i did that i i oh and another thing gratitude gratitude i have been committing for the last month getting up every morning going out to my deck and just saying what i'm grateful for mm. honestly i could say that is what got me out of my funk yeah and reconnected to my vision and now i have a bigger vision than i ever thought i didn't even know that i could have this vision and it came through but i really do think that gratitude generates mm -hmm. yeah that's awesome i love how you're talking about getting out in nature one of the most important yeah. things is i think if you're going to ground yourself is get out in nature get your feet on the ground yes feel the elements against you um you know i every morning especially this time of the year when it's cold outside i will walk outside and my bathrobe is wide open um i do have underwear on john <laughs> Oh, sorry. All right. Mm -hmm. yeah. Not fun anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm barefoot and I go stand on the ground and feel the cold. Yeah. And I, lately I've kind of felt the same type of thing where I'm, I'm in a bit of a funk and I need something different. And I'm like, what is it? My workouts are not moving forward. Yeah. And so I just, I thought, well, I got to go beyond what I'm already doing. So now I go out, I get the cold, I come back in. I put some shorts and some shoes on That's a good idea. and I go for a walk in 30 degree weather with no shirt on and it wakes me up. It grounds me. It gets me focused again. And naturally I've fallen into the same pattern where I do what you do. Abby, I think about the things that I'm grateful for. Yeah. And then we're building from a place of abundance and we start to grow from there. I, I figured you can't be successful unless you fail. You can't. Yeah. And and then I started, instead of focusing on what I did not have, which is what I got in the habit of the last time, I don't have this yet. I don't yeah. have that. Yeah. I was like, I Pretty do common. have this though. And I have that. And when you start noticing what you do have, you're like, I have more energy. I have a bigger vision. Like all of yeah. a sudden, all these little gems start coming to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing what you can build on because you're building from that place of strength. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, it's magical. 
to a certain degree. John, how about you? When you get into a place where it's time for you to disrupt or it's time for you to, to make a different, uh, uh, go on a different path or move move in a different direction, what do you do? Several things came to mind. And, and, and I told Abby this, this is when we were recording the um, our, our podcast, probably in our, you know, we were, because we just finished our third season. And um, I was telling her, like pre-show, like, I just feel like I feel stuck mm. and overwhelmed. Not even, not even, I don't think I use that word, but I just felt like I was surrounded by too many things. Yeah. And I, I didn't, there was no movement. I felt static. I felt stuck. I feel like I couldn't move forward. I had ideas. Yeah. I had ideas. Mm -hmm. And usually if I have an idea, I can kind of jump into it and start, you know, manifesting it. But I felt like it wasn't happening. It wasn't happening. And what I realized is that here I was, you know, like a lot of us, we we're just kind of stuck in our homes. And that's where I was stuck, literally. Mm. And I have all this stuff and just realizing, why do I have all this stuff? Do I need all this stuff? Yeah, we collect so much shit. We, oh my gosh. It's, so it's, it, yeah. it was just clutter. And I was just living, you know, in this muck. And finally re realize I need to get rid of this stuff. Yeah. I'm not attached to this. Just like your practice of just like, I'm not attached to this anymore. Yeah. You know? Um, and, and it was actually an easy process of got like, I started with my own bedroom in my closet and like, okay, just start pulling out clothes and things that I know I'm not going to wear. And I don't even have to sort or anything. I can just put them in a plastic glad trash bag and know that it's going to you know go to the you know uh, salvation army or something um and that did so much as far as clearing space mm -hmm. for me and being able to now oh now i can see clearly now i can really move forward um so that was the disrupt for me but it was i had to realize where i was yeah you know where i where am i at the moment and why does it mm -hmm. feel like I can't get my foot in front of the other? Mm. Like, oh, well, look at my surroundings. It's like, it's, I'm just, I'm cluttered. You have a hard time seeing the, yeah, the forest for the trees and you're protected with your stuff. It's surrounded. You're protected, yeah. 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 And realizing I don't need this. I don't, I don't need all this stuff. That's just, it was just in the way. And so going through, you know, room by room, just take, really just throwing things out. Cause I'm not attached to them and I don't need them. And it just cleared up so much space, mental space, emotional space. Yeah. And so I was able then to, oh, now those ideas that were just kind of mulling around in my head can now flourish. It, you know, it's amazing what the brain does. And John, you're uh, way smarter than at least me, maybe not happy, but you're way smarter than me. <laughs> not Traven. I mean, smarter Traven than me, is. way smarter than me. <laughs> but there's something that happens in the brain i was watching this commercial this other the other day where this lady was talking about oh i lost my job and i thought there's no way i'm ever going to get another job and so i went on this website and they helped me find a job and i that that phrase where she said i never thought i would get another job like why do we do that as soon as mm. something happens we then think that that is going to perpetuate the rest of this life of misery and and so I thought about that for a mm. bit and I thought, God, we get so <laughs> mentally and emotionally weak mm. when we're we comfortable. 
America mm-hmm. and a job or stuff totally makes us so pathetic, so weak because we're not used to change. We're not used to that disruption mm-hmm. and we don't live in this space of constantly growing and constantly pushing ourselves. And so then when something gets disrupted in our life, we're like, uh, I, I have no friends. I have no money. My life is going to suck. And and we we think that the worst is going to happen, totally. right? Mm-hmm. Such a stupid thing. And to a certain degree, I could identify with it. And then to another degree, I'm like, well, of course you're going to get a job. You have to get a job. Like that's yeah. what we do to live. So you're going to go out there and it's going to be hard and you're going to find another job. But I want you guys to talk a little bit about in your yoga and meditation practices that you teach, I know that you're forcing people to get out of comfort. Not, you, you don't Especially go do John and I. meditation. You don't do yoga by staying in the comfort zone, right? Correct. And I mean, what I just discussed as far as like getting stuff out of my closet and into the trash, so to yeah. speak, that's meditation. Mm-hmm. If I were to describe a style of meditation to you, that's the process. I see meditation. Okay, so it's not just sitting down going, mm, no, no, yeah. no. It could be anything. I taught actually last night, I taught a meditation class and I gave uh, my students just some, a variety of things you can do, some accessible things that you can do. Meditations is a is a, is sustained concentration. Yes, you know, yeah. being able to focus on one thing for a period of time, and that could be anything, really. Mm-hmm. You know, it might be your breath. So we did some breathing exercises. Mm-hmm. There's a practice I love. It's just called candle gazing. Yeah, I was gonna say that. It's funny. Yeah, yeah, and it's just staring at a candle flame, mm-hmm. and it just helps you to focus. In the, but with any of these processes, what you're doing is, it's called vipassana. And it means to see things more clearly. That's different than Shavasana, which Correct. I really like. Well, Shavasana is part of is part of that too. Good. Yeah. Right. So for you're... those that don't know what that is, what is Shavasana? The resting. Yeah, that's when I sleep. Oh. <laughs> At the end of class, typically. Is that I where know. you lay down? At the yeah. end of class, yeah. and they say, "All right, we're going into Shavasana." I'm like, "Yes." yes. My favorite part. I've had to wake yeah. up yeah. a few people. Yeah. Right. Snoring. I'm that person. I just fall asleep. Because Abby will come and stomp on you. Hey, yeah, right? wake up. Wake up. <laughs> Maybe back in the day. Yeah. Much nicer now. <laughs> so Vipassana is seeing things as they really are. It's being able to, you know, get the clutter out of your way so you can see, you know, get the stuff out of the closet, <laughs> get the crappy thoughts out of your head, you know, so you can say, oh, there's my path. That's what I got to do. Oh, and you can, you know, hop on that bandwagon. So talk about how, it, aside from clearing out the closet, aside from throwing stuff away, what are some other meditative practices that people can get into? Visualization is a good one. There's like okay. nine or 10 really, like this nine or 10 forms of meditation. Okay. So people can... So visualization, you can do like a body scan mm. where you just lay mm. and you, I'm going to focus on my feet. What my, then you go all the way up your body. That's a really beautiful way to start meditating because everybody can kind of, you know, until they start thinking about the laundry that has to get done, but then yeah. you just come back. You just notice that's happening. You don't have to judge it. I just thought about the laundry and just go back, you know? 
See, I think that's a phenomenal one because it, so many people live outside of their body. Mm -hmm. They're up in their head, they're in their heart, but they're not in the body. Mm -hmm. You know, they're worried about this, they're worried about that. They don't understand that they're tensing their shoulders or they're tightening other parts of their body. So I'd love that one. Start with just scanning the body. I so. Yeah, go ahead. I really like um, mantra, like affirmation. Mm -hmm. Okay. So where you're like, I am beautiful, I am beautiful. Because if you feel like you're ugly, you, you start saying that and it's like fake it till you make it in right. a way. And then you start right. to actually believe us. You you change the way you in, your internal narrative and then that actually shows up differently in your life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you can write affirmations and say them out loud. Another way to meditate is just by literally journaling, like mm -hmm. anger or rage on the page. Rage on the page. Uh, that's a form of meditation. So... We should do a new podcast. Rage on the page. Rage on, on the, the page. page. Yeah, do a little rage on the page with Abby Dog. <laughs> Lifting weights. John does that as his meditation. That's, that's my meditation. It really is. It's in, in what you were just saying about you know rage on the page. Um, I love that. I love that process because it's 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 the same thing. It's it's just clearing your head. Yeah. You know, get the stuff out of your head, and just write it down or type it or whatever your process is. Paint, draw, whatever it is. Get it out of your body. Yep clear the way so that you can oh, you know yeah. relax your shoulders yeah. so you can see clearly so you can you know get that next job so when you're when you meet somebody they're new to meditation mm -hmm. and they want to disrupt their life what is your process into giving them one of these nine forms like is there an easiest one to pick from or the yeah, highest success question. rate when you look at somebody who's new to it i have a breath and meditation course that's for like because I don't want it to be intimidating. I want mm -hmm. people to like the everyday person to come, someone who's not a spiritual guru, yogi every day. I want to affect the, you know, tired, exhausted housewife or the busy CEO or whoever. And I sort of trick them into it, kind of, kind of <laughs> trick them into it. I'll just lead them through something guided. Guided is really good in the beginning because then they have something to like, they're listening to you and mm -hmm. then you'll be like, because guided meditation is a form, one of the nine forms of meditation. And then they're like, oh, wow, I just meditated? I'm like, yeah, you did. So they can go to like Headspace, they can download an app. I'd say something like that, where they're like, I only have to meditate for five minutes and it's gonna be, it's affecting me. So something like that is what I would recommend, or even just what John was talking about, is just look at a candle for five minutes and anyone could do that, but something like that, or just, maybe five breaths in five breaths out and that's all you do before you get go into work you sit in your car and you just i'm like i'm gonna connect i'm gonna fill my body and i'm just gonna take in some breaths and it really doesn't have to be that complicated no i not. love how you talk about that five breaths in five breaths so that's all now, download an app start right. doing something mm -hmm. i mean if you really want to improve hire a coach hire somebody that i can agree help you I think that that is one of the most important things. I mean, how many people out there spend their money on shit they don't need? And then when when it comes to hiring a coach, hiring they somebody invest to teach themselves. them, they're like, oh, no, that's way too much. But yet you spend how 15, much $15, $20 at Chick-fil-A? Right. Which is fake. Which are good. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, I, somebody asked me uh, yesterday, like, what should I eat? I said, food. And they're like, no, really. I'm like, That's no. That's a total I'm, Steve answer. I'm, I'm being serious. You should eat food, not food products, not fake stuff. Yeah. Eat food. Not food stuff. Right? <laughs> Most people don't eat food. 
and but they spend way too much money on food products mm -hmm. and then they feel horrible mm -hmm. and with meditation it's the same thing like how should i meditate well go pay somebody i mean totally i, I paid a lot of money for people to teach me how to meditate and look where you're years. at where am i <laughs> you're here now right here right now no but look where i'm at you're right i i literally any success that i have in life i take it back to the ability to meditate whether it's drawing whether it's writing and journaling whether it's being able to sit and do transcendental whether it's cold water baths cold water my baths. favorite absolutely i think a big piece and in, in just kind of you know going with at, at your question and you've highlighted this a little bit there too keep it simple yes you know you yeah. want i you know when i'm working with people i want them to have a success Right. You know, and just have as, as many successes as you can during the day. Yeah. And that might mean just keep it as simple as possible. Yeah. You know, people get intimidated with something like meditation because they think they need to sit still completely for an hour. <laughs> and they're itching and you they're know, like, what like, have I, I done? Yeah, I can't do this, you know. And yeah. I couldn't do that. I wouldn't want to do that. But, yeah. but you can, you know, take 30 seconds and take a couple of breaths. But I think it's got to work for you, right? I mean, that's the thing. I've, I've been into yoga classes. I've been in meditation. And there are certain times where I've had instructors say, well, you have to do it this way. You have to do it that way. I'm like, I don't have to do no, shit. No, you don't. Like, that's the dumbest thing. The, the number one thing that I did with my life that changed everything was take what I learned and apply it for what works for me. Exactly. You know, mm -hmm. I, I remember one time somebody told me that in a meditative state, I couldn't scratch my face. Uh, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm scratching my face. You're like, itches. I got a scratch. You're just sitting myself. there wincing yeah. half yeah. the time. And and this idea of like, but it'll teach you to get through the difficult times. I'm like, son, I got enough difficult oh. times in life. This like not scratching my face is not going to do a damn thing. Or like even in like a Bikram class, you can't leave the room. We're yeah. going to lock you out. You can't leave. I'm like, if I want to leave, I will leave. Yeah, yeah, I will leave. That's my right. You can cuss on our podcast. Fuck. It's okay. Yeah, <laughs> I saw it. I saw it come out, and then you swallowed it back down. It's right okay. There. I'm gonna fucking leave. I, yeah. I, I think one thing that Abby and I have learned on our yoga teaching journey mm -hmm. is, you know, kind of stepping out of that demanding kind totally. of state. Yeah. Right. We give permission. That's why we're so likable. Yeah, we give permission. You, you that's are. why it's true. That's I think I think that's why people come to us because I think they realize without realizing it that we're giving them permission to do what they need and want to yeah. do we don't and, take ourselves so seriously uh -uh. right yeah. you know so i have a i have a follow-up question to this we talked about coaching and getting coaching for some of this mm -hmm. and this is actually a big conversation that my wife and i had with each other because i'm like i should get a coach and she said why don't you just pay a therapist and I'm like, what is really the big difference that you would get from having a meditation coach as opposed to just going to traditional therapy and talking about your feelings? That's, yep. a, that's a really good question. Big difference. Um, yeah, I, it is. I think it's a big, big difference. difference. And having worked as a therapist, here's my perspective of that. Mm -hmm. I've worked traditionally as a therapist at an office. People will come to see me and, you know, have the 50 minute hour, that kind of thing. And I would, I, I would say there's a very small percentage of people where that interaction works, right? Yeah. where that's effective because you're just sitting and talking. That's just all- Reopening the wound over and over again. Yeah. It, well, it might be that, but even just more generally, it's just, it's it's verbal, it's, it's very, it's intellectual and not everyone functions that way. Some yes, not everyone. But when it came to movement, when I added movement, dancing, mm -hmm. yoga, 
people can relate to you know moving their arms and walking down the street and you know just simple everyday things just when i add when we added movement to the therapy experience mm -hmm. people uh change leap and bounds leaps and bounds because it wasn't just in their head it was their body well it's an integration of the soul the body the mind like everything you can't separate it mm -mm. right it's mm -mm. like saying well i just want my hand to get stronger so i'm just going to do hand exercise that right. doesn't that doesn't work right the whole body has to function together the heart the mind the, everything works together and you know to your point earlier abby when you were talking about mantras mm. and how important those are i did mantras for years the problem was I, I sat and did mantras. None of it made a fucking difference. Mm. But as soon as I started doing mantras while I was running, just what I did, walking, yeah. walking, right? Yeah. Doing walking something my dog. while I'm moving, yeah. it stuck. Mm -hmm. It started, and so a light clicked. Yeah. And I started saying to myself, well, if this worked for me, what if it worked for other people? Yeah, and so exactly. when I would have clients come to me that wanted to lose weight or wanted to get in better shape or whatever it was, I'd say, okay, we're going to train together. And then you've got 10, 15, 20 minutes on a treadmill. And the reason I want you on a treadmill is I just don't want you to have to think about anything except for walking and your mantras. And they would say so one, awesome. two, or three mantras. What ha that turned into was my clients started to coin it the Cutler Power Cardio. And so then they're like, oh, has he taught you about the Power Cardio yet? And they're like, no, what's that? And it was literally just walk. And then as you got better at doing your mantras, then you would put the incline higher and higher and higher until mm. you're on 15% incline, which is really simple, and you're doing the mantras. Now, I don't like treadmills in general, but I loved it for that. It mm -hmm. was a great That's tool a to start to get the body, the blood pumping. You're getting into a different physical state, and now all of a sudden you're implanting these things where they go deeper into the subconscious. And I, I think that movement along with mm -hmm. meditation is phenomenal. It is. It I'm, is. I'm really as of the last few months into somatic meditation, mm -hmm. which is body processing. So for instance, you could set your timer on your phone for 15 minutes and okay. then you would just sit and you would start moving your body and breathing at the same time. And then when you feel a part of you like, oh, I feel something heavy in my heart, then you sit with your heart and you just still move and breathe at the same time. So I sort of describe it as talk therapy for your body because our cells hold past imprints. Yes. And yeah. in order for them, them to purge that out, you have to go back to it and confront it and let it actually say something like, oh, I feel angry. It's okay to feel angry. So I'm going to feel that for a moment, not hold on to it and then let it go. A lot of teachers will say, let it go. And that's because we all say it, but I, I think that letting go just alone is avoidance. Right. So now it's about, okay, so how do you let go? Well, you go there, you sit in the depth of your soul and you feel it. You don't distract yourself by, you know, going to the bar or whatever. You you sit and you feel it. That's all your body wants you to do. And then you recognize, oh, this is not as powerful as it like was when I look at it and it can just leave. Yeah. And then you start to heal your body. So that somatic meditation is physical processing with breathing. I love that. So do you do um, 
do you use music with it or you oh, yeah. how do you how do you do that so now with my course because you know me i'm a music person yeah. i started having now like orchestrated all this music to all these different types of techniques of meditation and breathing and this is part of magic meditation oh yeah right? yeah magic is your company where you do the meditation coaching and training yeah oh. and but now i've added somatics to it because awesome. it's growing and so what i'll have the woman do on the call is we'll sit at the beginning and i'll say close your eyes what do you feel in your body they don't have to say it out loud. They don't say it out loud. They just sit and they feel, and I'll be like, do you feel darkness? Do you feel sadness? I'm like, whatever is the biggest feeling, go there right now, sit with that. And then they sit with it, mm. they feel it. And then I say, imagine a part of you has like a drain and it's just starting to drain out. Mm. And, then, um, and then I'll be like, refill that part of you up with light now. And that's one version. And then another version is with music is I'll just, after we do a breath work exercise, there's like all this tingling in the body. I just start to say, let the waves of your body right now move you. And I just turn on a song and every woman on there is just like moving in their own way. And it's body, they're feeling their body. They're not yeah. thinking, they're not in their head and they're just, they're not inhibited. They're open and, and then they cry. Yeah. They cry and that's they let like, it out. let it out. Like we've been taught not to cry. That's form of weakness, but it's like, we should be crying. I think at least twice a week. Let's let it out. Like let it out. So that's that's what I do, John. When we're finished with this podcast, we're punching each other until we cry. Until <laughs> so we cry, you're yeah. going down. Yeah, yeah. But Steve, you'd be in, you should research more somatic meditation. I actually want to. I, that's something I've never practiced. It's I'm really powerful. By it. One of the things I've been doing lately is using uh, an app that has theta waves. Mm. Well. Um, a voiceover of my voice with the affirmations. And it was a technique that uh, 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 Jen Salerno taught me with putting theta waves in with the, the mantras. And I do that when I wake up, I do that before I go to bed. And it's amazing what it does for how I feel uh, just throughout the day. Mm -hmm. um, really transformational, but I'm fascinated by the somatic. That's actually one that I have not tried yet. Go, yeah, it's one of the most powerful, in my opinion, ways that I've actually been able to move through my dark evenings. The path, like, It's amazing. If I wear a wig and maybe some makeup, <laughs> can I jump onto one of your all-female oh, yeah. calls? Oh, yeah. I'll just give you the password. <laughs> you can just come and just join us. I told Danielle one day because I had commented on. Uh, Have Danielle sit there, but then you're just on the side. Yeah, I'll be <laughs> on the side. Yeah, when uh, you had posted something about one of your magic um, retreats that you were doing, or you yeah. were taking the the women out uh, hiking, and I'm like, this is gorgeous. And you said, you should come join us. And I'm looking, and I'm like, hey, Danielle, you see all these ladies? I would totally just come. <laughs> I'm just, I'm going to go hang out with Abby and all these ladies. No Wear deal. a wig. Yes. <laughs> So somatic meditation, uh, drawing, spending time staring at a candle. Uh, John, you lift weights. That's another meditative experience mm -hmm, for you. Mm -hmm. what, are some sim what are some other simple, easy ways for people to start meditating if they haven't been doing it? I think because you have it all the time, breath. I think that's just the e it's just easy access. Totally. It's everything it's everything it's the you know i when i tell my students that's the foundation for any kind of you know self-care practice yoga meditation you have breath and and that's something that we neglect don't think about forget we stop breathing especially when we're tense and anxious and all of that yeah. so why don't you pay attention to it just slow it down shut everything else down 
start breathing and focusing on your breath. Yep. And it's, and it's just that, you know, have a success, especially if you're brand new to this, like focus on my breathing. What's that? You know, make it as simple as possible. It's like, well, just stop for a moment. Maybe close your eyes. If you feel okay with that, take a breath, feel it, hear it, mm. and then exhale. That's it. The hearing makes a big difference. I think the hearing makes yeah. a huge difference. Yep. Listen to the sound of the breath and feel the breath. You talking just makes me want to meditate. I, it makes me want to just lay down and have John talk me to sleep. Breathe. Just breathe in totally. and out. Oh, I love that. Inhale and exhale. Totally. It's been way too long since I've had a yoga class from you, Johnny. Uh, well, that's I, breath is everything. And, and like I said earlier, it's just take 30 seconds, pause, because you can do it anywhere. You've got breath all the time. Yeah. You'd be driving, you're in traffic, you come to a red light, pause. Just take a moment, inhale, exhale. Do that a couple times, three, two or three times, done. You've done your meditation practice for the day. It's as you know, simple as that. Simple as that. And I think, and it adds up. And then maybe, well, if I can do five breaths, Maybe I can do 10 breaths. Like two weeks later. Yeah. yeah. Right. And you just, you just keep building on that, on that, uh, practice. And soon, you know, you are meditating. So it doesn't have to be this perfect goal that I'm sitting in Lotus position, looking mm -hmm. amazing in my tight yoga pants with my ripped abs. And I just look and breathe perfectly and I have perfect con concentration and I never have Not another even thought thing. come into me. With right? the glowing light yeah. around mm -hmm. you and your hair is blowing in, you know, in slow motion. And, and a big mandala on Instagram. Yeah. 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 But it doesn't, it doesn't exist. And I think no. that's one of the That's why people get intimidated. Right. That's one of the common misconceptions is that somehow meditation is just no thought that there's mm. no it, that's you, not you, even a, yeah no. yeah it doesn't exist talk about some of these fears i know that uh the, some of the fears and intimidation that people have not only with uh meditation what are some of the other fears and intimidation points that people have when it comes to doing yoga i think they they're afraid of being judged like when they walk into a room like oh that person's prettier than me or skinnier than me or i'm not going to do it right there, I, all the time, and I know John's gotten this too, I don't know if I'm doing yoga right. Mm. And they're afraid they're gonna do it wrong. And they're, they're, a lot of people think that when you go to yoga that you're being watched by everyone and mm. no right. one's watching you. And yeah, nobody you're, gives a shit. No, everyone's worried about <laughs> themselves. Right, right. And even the teachers, we're not looking at you and being like, oh my gosh, like they're not doing that right. That's not, at least that's not how we teach. Mm -mm. And just you gotta be able anything where you're gonna grow is gonna be uncomfortable in the beginning so you just kind of have to bite the bullet go to your first class and then just just know it's going to be uncomfortable because it's a new thing and just keep doing that until you start to feel oh i'm i feel at home here mm -hmm. it's kind of the mantra for life right yeah. like, it's going to be uncomfortable it's until be it's uncomfortable. not yeah and you do it a few times and then it's not yeah it's like anything else right? it's always it's going to be uncomfortable and the one thing though that you if you keep doing that is that you're going to learn to trust yourself and that's the muscle that i think everyone should grow is the inner trust muscle like Ooh, i'm going to actually that. commit to something now and i'll trust in the future i'll complete a project or yeah. i'll complete a goal if you just can it's not about anyone else but your own like i know that i'll get that done like yeah. i trust myself i'll stay in that 
healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. What, a, what a beautiful, I've never heard anybody say it quite like that. Train the trust I'm muscle. Dog. I know. <laughs> you kidding. are magic. You are the best. <laughs> and but, that is, but we like, then, you know, in the future, oh, I want to start a podcast. Oh, I have this trust. I trust myself. I'm going to actually do that. Yeah. You know? But it really is about those small commitments. It is. It's about trusting yourself to, to, if your gut is telling you you should probably do something, just get out there and do it. Yeah. Stop making excuses. Take a step in that direction and give it a shot. I remember one of the first yoga classes I went to, I said the same bullshit that I think most people say. Well, I'm not flexible. Mm-hmm. And somebody yeah. looked at me and was like, uh, yeah, that's why you go so that you can get flexible, so that you can feel better, so that you can move in in a better way. And I remember the first time it felt horrible. I didn't like it. I didn't enjoy much of anything about it. And then I went back and I went back and I went back. And over time, it was amazing how it changed my body. Mm -hmm. And I don't go on a regular basis now, but I do meditative stretches. I do yoga stretches throughout the week. It's part of what my uh, strength training, it's part of what I do when I feel like I just need some time to meditate and I have the skills to apply in the moments that I need it. So just go do it, strengthen the muscle. What are some other tips that you can uh, give to people if they're fearful? Well, I will, this might help some people because there was this, it was when I worked at Centered City with you and there, I had a four o'clock, 4.15 core class on Fridays. Okay. And, I honestly think Lululemon kind of ruined yoga for people mm. because everyone thinks I have to wear Lululemon in order to be a yogi. But this guy walks in and he's probably in his seventies and he was wearing jean shorts. And, nice. and yes, jean shorts. Was his name John Cottrell? <laughs> no. And he had John, that's never... all you wear, isn't it? Jorts? Jorts. Jeans, <laughs> jean shorts yep. and his like his like collared golf shirt. I remember and, this guy. You know him? Oh, yeah. And he had never done yoga before. And mm-hmm. if you have you come to my core class for the first yoga class, so I was even a little judgy magoo about it. I was like, I didn't say anything to him. He's that was his first class and I was gonna make sure he had a good experience at least. I mean yeah. he's not gonna be able to do most of the poses probably. Right. But I totally got out of my own judgment. I was like, Abby, you can't do that. You cannot do that. So that moment on he'd come every freaking friday in his jean shorts Mm -hmm. and he was so strong like every he got stronger and stronger and stronger and he couldn't even like literally touch his knees the first class but he did one of the hardest classes talk about getting out of your comfort zone and he it was because that time worked for him and he became just this yogi in jean shorts Mm -hmm. that's amazing it was amazing 70s it's so funny how we think that there is this look or this Mm -hmm. way that we have to be with everything in life i remember uh, i'd kept a or i had promised myself that i was going to achieve a goal i can't remember exactly what i was going for but like a certain body fat and so i said okay and i in order to achieve that i need to get x number of steps a day i got to keep my commitment to lift and to and to do cardio and it was like 11 o'clock at night and I just got home from a long, long day of work. I'm like, oh, I don't have my steps in. I didn't do my cardio. And I'm here in my jeans and my t-shirt. And I just looked at myself and I said, it, it doesn't matter what I'm wearing. None yeah. of this matters. And I hurried and changed my shoes so that I was in running shoes or whatever the hell it was. And I went out running. And I remember it like 1130 at night 
going and going and going and looking at my step counter and looking at like how much time I had committed that I was going to do it. And finally, at 11.58, I had hit my goal of what I told myself I was going to accomplish for that day. And I was sweaty in my jeans and yeah. my shirt. And it, I probably looked like the dumbest guy. Just world, don't ski in jeans. No. Well, <laughs> jean shorts, maybe. As long as they're super short. Ski in jeans. But I, 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 it hit me at that point of how many stupid ass excuses do we make because at that time, I kept telling myself, well, but I I, I got to go change. And then I thought, but if I go change, I'm not going to hit my timeline. None of that matters. Keep the commitment to yourself, like mm -hmm. you said. That's you what matters the most. You don't have to look perfect when you do this. You're going to screw up. It's going to be uncomfortable until it's not, right? Well, it's like also, too, if you have to miss a day, like you if you let yourself down, just know you're human. And so it's like, oh, I'm going to start the diet on Monday, but I already ate bad on Tuesday. So then they just throw it out. Yes. So it's yeah. like, no, just go back Tuesday. You're building a bank account of mm. healthy habits mm -hmm. right? so yeah, that you right. grow it and then you can dip into it if you have to miss. Just right. don't. That's why I think people get so frustrated with New Year's because they mm. like are all gung ho for two weeks and then they realize, oh, my life gets back in the way and I'm going to just give up completely because I can't go. I don't know. It's, it's, it's those small habits. Yeah. Right? It's the littlest bites. Right. right. It's funny you bring that up. Almost every year I commit to the 30 days with yoga or yoga with Adrian on YouTube. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. We're going for it. And yeah. then day seven, I'm like, ah, oh, I'm tired. I don't feel good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't do yoga. I don't do this. And then uh, I think I made it to day 10 once. Yeah. Because people just, yeah. Rome wasn't built in a day. No. And you're not going to change your life immediately. You're I, not. You know. That's consistency is what keeps. It's right. the consistency, especially for a practice like that. But for those kind of commitments, I think, you know, when you, you, you know, you, you have the, you know, you know, the motivation, I guess, like I'm going to do that 30 day challenge, you know, but are you literally, are you uh, going to have a success? You know, why don't you just commit to one day? Mm -hmm. Totally. Just, just commit to one day. Yeah. You know, have a, make it a one day challenge and get through that day and have that success. And then maybe set that same goal for the next day. Yeah. That's how you do a 30 day challenge. I love that. I got a little chalkboard and I would tally simple. every day I did something and I would look at it and be like, oh, I did that that day. Mm -hmm. It feels you good know? every time you do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when you miss a day, you don't feel horrible because you get you a lot of tallies. tallies. Yeah. You yeah. still see them, so it doesn't even matter. Yeah. And, and yeah. you're both really active. You have been for years and years. And John, I, I truly believe you're like 120 years old and you only look like you're yeah. in your 20s. <laughs> um, and you're in great shape. I mean, you stay lean year round. You and I share an affinity for cheeseburgers. In yes. fact, I don't think we've eaten anything together that didn't have, wasn't slathered with cheese. Yes. Bacon yes. cheeseburgers. For Bacon, cheeseburgers. Bacon cheeseburgers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you stayed committed to a healthy lifestyle to for bacon a long time. And bacon cheeseburgers are part of it. Yeah. So talk a little bit about how you've stayed consistent with your own health practice. It's, it's that same thing. It's just one day at a time. And even if I happen to be up late one night, 
Mm -hmm. And and like I, this is five hours past your bedtime <laughs> when we're recording here. I, you know, and I think about that. I think about the next day. It's like, am I going to sleep in? Am I going to miss? And I could, I would, I could certainly give myself permission to miss the next day. Yeah. But because I have a commitment to myself, I'm still going to get up at the same time and go to the gym. Um, for me, it's just something I just love to do. It's just something that I love to do. And I think that's what I would put out there to folks is you got to find something that you love to do. Yeah. You know, if meditation is not your thing, but you're forcing yourself to try to do it, then you're probably not going to have success around it. You know, find something else that's going to really kind of create that spark that you're going to want to do. Yeah, you do what you love and you take care of what you love, right? If you learn to love yourself, you'll take care of it. You'll yourself. take care of it. You'll take yeah. care of it. And if and, and you know, make and if you're a priority and hopefully you are, you know, you're going to take care of yourself. Yeah. And I think it's and it's a balance for me. You know, I go I work out. Part of the reason why I work out is because because I want to have those bacon cheeseburgers yeah. and I want to bake my cakes and eat the whole cake mm -hmm. and have a brownie and have a yeah. brownie or two or three or eight, you know, and I, and I don't feel bad about it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, you know, I enjoy there's no each need of those. To. There's no need to, I just want yeah. to enjoy each moment. I know I'm going to enjoy my gym. Like you said, it's the bank account. I've, I've got some good stock. I've got my safe deposit box. They're full. <laughs> totally. That. You know, like my, great. What a great way to put it. And and so if I need to, you know, make wake, make a withdrawal, it's not going to, you know, waste away the whole savings. There you hear it. You, you heard it from the 120-year-old who looks like he's 25. You guys, we're coming up on our time, but I want to run through just a couple of rapid-fire questions. Right. So, Abby, we are going to start with you. John will toggle to you. So, some rapid-fire questions. We just Ooh. want you to answer one word or one phrase okay you ready to go mm -hmm. all right so personal evolution can sometimes be painful how do you find enjoyment in the process knowing where i'm going to be on the other side <laughs> little visualization john how do you tap into your innate creative power i listen to music mm. I listen to music that's it's a way to it, it just clears my mind, it opens me up, and it kind of helps me uh, figure out where what I'm feeling, and I can get, be creative from that moment. Beautiful. Abby, as you've evolved over the years, what is something that you used to believe, but you no longer do? That I wasn't worthy of what I desired. Now I believe I am. Mm, I love that one. John, last question. Let's talk disruption. How do you disrupt your life in order to spark new growth and evolution? Eat a burger. Just kidding. Eat a burger. If I eat a burger, it's got to be a different burger. So I have to change this, the, 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 scene, the scenery. So it might be, I go on vacation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll go on vacation. We have talked about that before. Final question for both of you. At Evolve, we believe that people evolve their lives by stacking one simple habit on top of another. Uh, it doesn't have to be hard. It just has to be consistent, right? So, Abby, what is one of the most important habits that our listeners could build upon? Gratitude. Every day, just get up, say 10 things you're grateful for, or write them down. Awesome. John, how about you? What's the one most important habit that you want our listeners to build? Eat breakfast. <laughs> don't be hangry. You don't be hangry. Eat breakfast. Have, yeah. Eat food. Real food. Real food. No boxes. Get yeah. sleep. Yeah. yeah. 
Love it. Well, and on that note, folks, it is time for us to wrap up another episode of the Evolve Podcast. I want to thank our guests, Abby Daw and John Cottrell. Thanks for joining us in studio today. Great to see your beautiful faces. Yeah. So, uh, and thank you, Thor. Got a video and audio at the Udo Studio. Uh, we've had a great conversation today, and we hope that you, our evolutionary listeners, took something with you that will help you on your personal evolution. T. Raven, thanks for flying in today and being uh, my co-host. Thanks for having me. Again. I always say you're flying in because you're like 10 feet tall, so it just seems to make sense to me. And usually when he says it, he's like... <laughs> Abby, if people want to find out more about you, how do they get a hold of you? There's only one Abby Daw. So go to www.abbydaw.com. Abby with an E. Abby with Or an find e. me on Instagram, Abby Daw. Awesome. And you've got some great, great meditation courses there. John Cottrell. Where do people find you? Dot com. JohnCottrell.com. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Everything John Cottrell, you can find at JohnCottrell.com. That's JohnCottrell.com. <laughs> I love it. Thank you both. It's so great to have you in studio. Great to see you both again. Thank you. Uh, folks, remember, it takes time and consistency to evolve. But first, you have to disrupt. Uh, but now it's time for you to get out there and evolve. Thank you for listening to the Evolve Podcast. If you like this episode, share it with your friends. Follow us on Instagram at evolve underscore cast and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcasting app. And now it's time for you to get out there and evolve.